Oh, Masata Baradasat Shakata Ratala Kadayagade Soba Bradasatakaya Ikeboroboboya Yakadasatakadababa Igabo Bradebobo Shakadaya Dada Labradasatakalaba Bradabahas Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost, Mahanda Yakadalaba. Zimakada Yagades. Rita Balabokosatayagadast. Shalamam Bradasatakalaba Bradasataya. Oh, Mama Mandada Bakatra Bakata, Brada Bakata, Lebrada Bakasata, Karada Baba Baba. La kasata karata sata karata sata e kaburada kaburada sata lekada sata kaba sata mamrada basata rataya oh barata sataya sata babrada sata sata babrada sata in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Rivers of living water flowing through us, changing the course of our destinies, changing the course of this nation, changing the course of every child, every adult, every parent, changing the course of our finances, changing the course of our health, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Come on, give him a praise this morning. Woo! Hallelujah. Come on, shake somebody. Take your seat. Glory to God. Before we go into the service, if you are wondering why I'm dressed like this. <laughs> Yes, uh, my club won all the competitions this year, so we have a treble, praise God. And as a card-carrying citizen of my club, praise God, I have to represent. So um, I wanted to say for those that didn't win, don't be annoyed, boy. It doesn't matter. You can be annoyed. We will celebrate. Amen. So um, I'm just celebrating with my club. I'm so happy. It's something we've been waiting for for a long time. Hallelujah. And um, just because we are Christians and pastors doesn't mean we should not partake of life. We are the owner of this life. Amen. And um, godly fun is good. Because sometimes there's so much wahala in this life, Seth. If you don't, if you're not able to um, distract your mind sometimes, you can get into the pressure of this life. So... Godly fun is, is great. Um, some people get angry and say, I went souls apparition. The Jesus that died for the souls, when he came here, he was attending wedding and grooving. And when their wine finished, he told them, this party cannot end like this. We'll add some more groove to it. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So he was not as boring as some Christians tried to paint him. Alright. But hey, we're starting, we're continuing the series titled what? Keys to what? Effective prayer. Man, I'm so, I'm so charged up for this series because, you know, I, I know it will change your life. I know it will change your life. Prayer is one of the most powerful weapons or instruments that we have as believers. Prayer is one of the most powerful. One of the most powerful. Unfortunately, it has kind of been bastardized, especially in Africa. Kind of been bastardized. 
So we are, we are largely begging for what is already our own. Because we don't know that prayer has keys to effectiveness. Hallelujah. So the first thing we established last week, um, that's the theme for the whole month, is that it's not all prayer that is effective. Hence why we need to learn the keys to what? Effective prayer. So let's establish first that it's not all prayer that is effective. Africans think prayer is prayer. As long as it comes from your heart, just pour it out. If you can even cry alongside with it and shout when you're praying it, it will work. But that's not what the Bible teaches. Praise the Lord. I said that's not what the Bible teaches. Prayer is not prayer. It's not all prayer that is effective. So let's see, let's see the scripture, Romans 8, that we began to build from. Romans 8, where it says, We know not how we should pray. Look at this. It said, Likewise, the Spirit helps our weakness. And they mentioned what weakness in particular here. Now, there are many weaknesses which we are going to study. But this particular part, they said one of the weaknesses we have in prayer is that we don't know what we should pray for as we ought. And that, that is so true. That is so true. That is so true. We don't know how we should pray for as we ought. Let me ask, how many people drive a car here? You drive a car. I said, you know how to drive, even if you don't own a car. You know how to drive. Wow, just these few people. Okay. Solomon, you say you drive. If Mr. Femi's car is broken down at Apple Junction, what is the cause of the breakdown? You drive now. What's the cause of the breakdown? If 10 cars are broken down on a straight line, all of them can have what? A different problem. So when your life is going through a breakdown, I just say, Nafuel. Nafuel. That's what Christians do. You apply just one thing all the time for every breakdown. Say, Nafuel, for no day. Fake pussy. Nafuel. For no day now, first scarcity. That's what you do when you just pray one kind of prayer all the time. You apply. This is why people are not getting results. And it looks like God is very distant. It looks like God is very wicked. The image of God we paint to the world is a very wicked and strange God that needs convincing. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? If 10 cars break down on the road, they might all have 10 different issues. And the only way you can pray effectively is to know what the issue is. He said, we don't know how we should pray for the way we ought. That's the first weakness we have in prayer. Prayer is powerful, but the first weakness we have is that sometimes we don't know what we're praying about. We don't know what we're dealing with. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Say, pray about your job. Pray about your business. You don't know what's going to happen. It might be totally something unrelated. How many times have you been totally taken unawares by the challenge that came? You were, everybody said, oh, this is the area no people normally get challenged in this business. But when you got there, you didn't get challenged in that area. You got challenged in a totally different area nobody was expecting. Because we don't know how we should pray for as we ought. And they said the solution, one of the solutions to that situation is to pray, allow the Holy Ghost help you in that area. And they said, how does the Holy Ghost help you in that area? He said, by praying in tongues. Utterances, groanings, which cannot be articulated. That's what the word uttered means. Which cannot be articulated in English. So it looks like you are saying gibberish. For the, for the, for the person that is not spiritually enlightened, it looks like we are saying rubbish. But it's not. It's a language of the spirit. Because God doesn't speak English. People don't know this. People think, because every time, you know, all the movies we've watched, Moses. How many of you watched Moses when you were young? You watch uh, Jesus of Nazareth. And you watch all You know, God was speaking English throughout there. So your idea of God is that he's speaking it. Thou, thou shalt not, thou bidest, goest and comest. So this is the idea people think that when God is speaking, that's like, God, those things... Where is was the language of the of that time, 
that, no, no, in fact, it was translated to the English of that time. So that God doesn't say thouest or goest at all. God doesn't speak any particular language actually. He speaks to each person in that person's language. So at that time, the Hebrew people were hearing God in Hebrew. That's why you are not hearing God in Hebrew. Because you don't speak Hebrew. If God speaks to you in Hebrew, you won't know what he's saying. So when God is going to speak to you, he's going to speak to you in English. And he won't say, thou goest. Because if you even that one, you don't understand it. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. God's own language is the language of the Spirit. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So what you're calling gibberish, if I speak Igbo to somebody that doesn't understand Igbo, is gibberish. To him, I'm speaking in tongues. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. I'm speaking in tongues. If I've been to China or Japan or something, they're speaking in tongues. It's tongues. I have no clue what they're saying. And their mouth never matches the word. They're speaking in tongues. So, they said the way to deal with this weakness is that the Holy Ghost prays through us and the beauty is that the Bible says no man knows the thing of any man except the spirit in him. It says so... No one knows the plan of God except the Spirit of God. Did you give me that? Look at this. He said, and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of what? The Spirit. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to what? The will of God. Very important. Very important. They said, he that searcheth the hearts Knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. He knows what is in God's mind because he maketh intercession for the saints according to what? The will of God. I still want the one I quoted now. Well, I love this. This really helps. Please take note of the will of God in this one we read. Very important. I'm going to come back to that. Now, look at this one. It says, uh, but God had, um, uh, God had revealed unto us by his spirit for the spirit searcheth what? How many things does the spirit search? All things. He said, yea, the what? Deep things of God. Listen, there are deep things of God concerning your life, guys. It's just sad. Let me tell you something, guys. Please. Because we're going to meet in heaven. Don't say I didn't tell you. We're all going to meet in heaven, Abby. Uh-huh, you make heaven. Those of you that don't want to come, well, good luck. But for those of you that will make it, we'll meet in heaven. Don't say I didn't tell you. There are deep things of God about your life. Whatever you are experiencing now is still the surface. There's still some deep things God wants to teach you, show you, do with you, do in you. The more you allow him, the more he does it. Wherever you are now is not God's best for your life. It's just where you've allowed him to. So there are deep things. There are deep things. And they said the Holy Spirit searches it. So when you're praying in tongues, that's what's going on. You are praying things deeper than your brain. You, you are, you, if you leave your brain, all your brain wants to do is survive. Get house, get generator. Then get money to buy food. That's what your, your, your dream, that's your highest dream in this life. Most people, that's your highest dream. Just get comfortable and die. But for many of you, God, not for many of you, every all of you, God has a deeper thing for you. When Abraham was praying for a child, to him, he just wanted a child. He wanted a hair. That's what he said to God. Give me a hair that we inherit all these things. But God was thinking deeper than that. Am I correct? God was thinking deeper than that. So, and every time you are praying for one request, you want to marry, oh God, I'm lonely, I want to marry. God is thinking bigger than just taking care of your sexual urge. Says, rainy season, oh Lord. You know, Lord. <laughs> you know your daughter. You know that me and code <laughs> don't do well. Oh Lord Jehovah. Send me a son. I know you, you are praying for marriage because of your sexual urge, but there's a deeper reason why God wants you to marry. It's a deeper reason. I know you, 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 you see why you want to stress on marry is that you have already designed your wedding dress. Some men don't know. That some women marry you are not marrying you at all. They have no interest in you. They are all they are interested in that wedding. They have no interest. You are just the willing participant they could catch. 
I've seen many marriages you can tell in the marriage that these people don't like themselves. This woman never even had interest in this man. It's just the wedding day. So she prepares for the wedding day. She doesn't prepare for the marriage. She makes sacrifice for the wedding day. She doesn't make any sacrifice for the marriage. Hallelujah. You want to bring water? Oh yeah, bring it. It's the deep things of the message. It's okay. Let's finish it. It says, but, um, um, uh, but God, the Spirit of God started all things. He said, yea, the deep things of God. He said, for what man knoweth the things of another man save the spirit of that man which is inside him? Did you get this? As Mr. Demola is here, he said, I can't know the things going on in his mind. But the person that can know the things going on in his mind is what? His own spirit. Is it making sense, guys? This is simple now. Is it making sense? They said, no man. He said, um, 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 for what man knoweth the things of, of another man? Except the spirit of God. Except the, um, the spirit of that man which is inside them, him. It says, even so the things of God knoweth what? No man except what? His own spirit. I don't know if it's making sense. So when we pray in the Holy Ghost, the, that's the spirit of God that knows the mind of God is now giving you the prayer point. Are you seeing how sweet this is? And why is he giving you the prayer point? Go back to that scripture that we read before this one. Because the only time prayer works is when you are praying according to God's will. Oh man. Oh man, Africa. 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 How many times did I call you? Even me, I don't remember how many times I've called you because you are in big trouble. What we do in prayer is not to teach or tell God what he, what he should do. What we do in prayer is to align ourselves with his will. You can't be talking to God about something outside his will. God is not your errand boy. He is Lord. Ah, Africa. God is what? Lord. He is the Lord thy God. So what we think is that we are commanding God. Come here. Ka. Ka, 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 ka. He is the Lord thy God. He's royalty. Can you imagine going to the, in front of a king and say, hey, When you wake up, when you wake up, because slaps will come, punches will come, cane, different things. When you wake up, you 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 need to tell you where you are. We are not shouting at God and teaching God anything. He is Lord. He is King. He is God of the whole earth. The God that created this universe. But he's not inside the universe. He created time, but he's not bound by time. He created oxygen that he doesn't need to survive. Do you understand? They say he moves the cloud like a curtain. He's the almighty. We don't teach him anything. We don't advise him. We don't cajole him. We don't command him. He's God all by himself. He's the commander-in-chief. Are you getting what I'm saying? All we do in prayer is to line up with his will. Very important. Give me that scripture. <laughs> you know, give me that scripture we read um, in Romans the 26, 27, sorry. 827. He said, and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what the mind of the spirit is because he maketh intercession for the saints According to what? I can't hear you. According to what? According to the will of God. That's all we do in prayer. We pray according to the will of God. That's it. This is why it's not all prayer that is effective. Because when you're praying outside the will of God, it doesn't matter how much you shout. It doesn't matter. Your shouting doesn't impress. Some people think God has a hearing problem. Or that he has anxiety issues. When you shout at him, you shake. Hey! <laughs> Draw, 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 draw for them. You see, you see, you see, I shouted at me now. 
Answer him. The other people think. If you like, shout, let your voice crack. Until you are praying according to his will. See, how, 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 how much does your child need to... Um, 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 Mr. Demel, how much? How old is your last born? Ten. Thank God you remember. Men don't usually know the children, age of the children. Doesn't know how many children he has. Ten. <laughs> how, 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 how much shouting does your ten-year-old need to shout to take your car to school, to drive your car to school? Even if he shouts seriously, what if he fast? You won't give him the car key to drive your car to school. Because he's not in line with your will. You want him to live. That prayer is praying. He wants to die. No shouting is going to change that. No amount of shouting is going to change that. What if he calls, calls me to come and lay hands on him and anoint him with oil? Then call 13 other powerful men of God. What if you join online prayer? Ah, that one must work. It's not going to work. No, that's what that's what we're doing as Nigerians. We just we just want to cajole, want to handcuff God until you are praying according to His will. There's no use. That's why in First John He said, "This is the confidence that we have in prayer." Not all prayer is useful. Not all prayer is effective. DJ, give me yes. And this is the confidence. Come on, say with me, confidence. This is the confidence we have in him. That if we ask anything that is doing us, is that what it says? If we ask anything that our neighbor already has, is that what it says? What does it say? According to, do you see the, you see now, I'm showing you different versions, his will, his will, his will. If we ask anything according to his will, he what? Hears us. Oh man. Oh man. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, if you have ever shouted before, how many people do you, I mean, Mark, ask Neka what the time is for me. Why didn't you shout at her? She can hear you, Abby. Now, ask me. Neo, stand up. Help me ask me from here. Stand up. Mark, stand up. Ask him what the time is. Do you see he has to raise his voice more? You raise your voice when the person is far and can't hear you. All that time you raise your voice is when you know the person is not willing to do what you want them to do. Then you have to shout at them. If they are willing and they are close, you find out you, you hardly need to shout. We are shouting because we want to do our own will. Are you here, somebody? You can sit down, guys. He said, if we pray according to his will, he what? He hears. He heareth us. He heareth us. He hears us. He has heard. See the next line. He says, and if we know that he hears us, everything we have asked, he said, we know that we have what? The petitions. We know in other words, we know we have received the things we have asked for. So where does crying come into this thing? Where does shouting come into this thing? It's an African emotional thing. I understand. Africans like, like action movies. And there's nothing even wrong in shouting as long as you, are, you, 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 are, you, are, you have understanding first. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Why would I want to even shout at God? Somebody even needs to teach me. <laughs> it's according to his will. That means 
He is the first initiator of the project. You are the one catching on. You are the one late. Don't come and shout as if you are the one who came up with the idea. You are the one late. The person you are talking to has been on this project before you. You can't come and do it as if you are the one that thought of it. Oh God, I need money. I want to make it in life. Ah, ah. That means you did not read Todd John 2. You see, you did not read Todd John 2. He came to shout. If you read Todd John 2, you will shout. You know what's in Todd John 2? Beloved. He said, I love you, first of all. He said, Beloved. I wish, which is the same thing as will. In other words, I will or my will for you. Above what? Above all things is that you what? Prosper. And what? Why are you now doing as you are the one creating this idea? Oh God! Oh God! Who are you shouting at first? Apart from that is rude. Shows you are ignorant of who you are talking to. The day you understand it, you will stop shouting and go and prosper. You will just go right out there and prosper. Knowing that you have the backing of heaven. So what's the second thing? The first one is praying in tongues because it hijacks your mind from the panic and the fear. That's the first one. We've also read 2 Corinthians 10. I love that scripture. Because many Christians think strongholds is demonic. 2 Corinthians 10 from verse 3. Many Christians think stronghold is demonic. Give me from verse 2, let me see. Okay. Okay, give me verse 3 now. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not what? War after the flesh. Next verse. It said, For the weapons of our warfare are not natural, but what? Mighty through God. To the what? So we've always thought that strongholds means demonic powers, village people. Uh, You know, anything chasing you, anything doing you, anything stopping you. Where do we get all this nonsense from? See the next verse. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Because people think, oh, all firstborn suffer. All lastborn lazy. All middleborn confused. All uh, people from this tribe would suffer. They are, those are the strongholds. That thinking pattern is the stronghold. And they answered it here. They say, casting down what? Vivid imagination. Because of you have vivid imagination of satanic power. Instead of having vivid imagination of God's power. <laughs> Casting down what? Imaginations. And what? Every high thing that exalts itself against. Listen, listen. The knowledge of your village people is trying to exalt itself against the knowledge you have of God. Because they are telling you that your village people are capable of stopping you even when God has blessed you. That's what they are telling you. That's what they are telling you. That come for special prayer. <laughs> what an insult. Come for deliverance, special deliverance. Because your village people are stronger than God. Greater is he. Say, if God falls. You see this? You see this? These are the things they are casting down. He said, casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the, the um, knowledge of God. He says, and bringing into captivity what? Every thought. So see imaginations. See knowledge. 
see thoughts. All of them are where? In your mind. All in your mind. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. Helps you take authority of that. Are you here, somebody? Let's, let's come back to the second way. The second way to deal with the weakness of not knowing how you should pray for the way you ought. The second way is by knowing God's will. By knowing what? God's will. That way, you don't just pray randomly. You pray according to his will. And you see the issue. Somebody can ask, so how do we know the things that are God's will? That's a very good question. Let me tell anybody that's a very good question. If we need to pray according to God's will to get results, and we've learned that number one, the Holy Spirit by praying in tongues help us to know God's will. Second way we know God's will is by reading his word. His word is his will. Are you here, somebody? His word is what? His will. How do you know what somebody wants to eat in a restaurant? How do you know? Eh? Some of you are confused. No, it's not by menu, you know. You don't give the person everything in the menu. You give, you give the whole menu and bring the, all the food in the menu. How do you know what he, the person that came to your restaurant now, he, how do you know what he wants to eat? You ask him and he will tell you. He will tell you. He will tell you. We know God's will by God's word. That's how we know God's will. By God's word. Hallelujah. We know God's will by God's word. So before you start any praying, this is why if you don't read the Bible, you're just going to be a shouter. You're going to be a cajola, a harasser of God. A beggar of God. If you know God's will, there are some things you should even pray about again. Don't waste your time to pray about it again. Some things, the way you pray about it has to change. You are not praying like if, as if you are the one bringing the idea to God and God is shocked. That Lord, your son needs to prosper. Say, ah! Mark, you want to prosper? Since when? These are some people that t- telling God, you know, he, he's, he's not, he doesn't know where. You go, you have to read the word. It changes your attitude. It changes your mood. If you are praying and you are crying, you need to be clear about why you are crying. If you are crying because he helps you feel better, let's be clear. Don't think you are crying to move God. I told you last month when we were doing the series, many people think when they are praying that God is in the valley of decision. That's what they think. So this is why they want to shout. This is why they want to convince him. This is why they are struggling to make him. God, they think when they're asking for something, he's in the valley of decision. They say, oh, should I do it? Should I not do it? This is what they think. That God is not sure and we must persuade him. How many people, who, 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 is there anybody here that takes their child to school? You drive your child to school. Beautiful. On a normal day, Neka, let's assume you go to work. You, you, you don't work. I don't know how these people work remotely sometimes, hybrid, you know. But let's assume you, the t- time you're going to work every day. You drop your children on your way to work. The school, which is our church school here, is on your way to work. How many times does Bosa need to really beg that mommy, please take me to school? Is it a disturbance to you? First of all, you want him to be educated. It's in line with your will. Secondly, you are passing here. If anything, you are not telling him that he's making you run late. Do you see who is more pressed? It's not you. Shut up and don't disturb him. It's not you. You are the one delaying. 
can't be God. When you understand this now, Bosa can't come and be shouting. He, well, you are the one shouting. Now get ready. Let's be fast. Don't be late. Because it's in line with your will. It's in line with your will. He didn't come up with the idea. Now, mommy, I think I need to go to school. I think. I think education is. This is Nigerian prayer. We're telling God how important education is. For prayer to work, it must be according to his will. For you to know his will, you must read his will. You must read the Bible. Hallelujah. You have to read the Bible, guys. This is why you want to shout, because you don't read the Bible. If you read the Bible, the discussion will be so great. Be, Mommy, when do we leave for school? This is a different prayer point altogether. It's not, are we going to school? School is sure. I get what I'm saying. School is what? Sure. The discussion is, Lord, I'm open to your timing. I pray for sensitivity of heart to know the right time to make the move. Thank you for a great school, oh Lord. You see the whole thing has changed. Nobody's angry with anybody. Nobody's shouting. Lord, I thank you for my husband. Thank you for my marriage. Thank you for my children. And when doubt wants to grip your heart, you read out God's will. Thank you because we know none shall be barren in the land. We know none shall lack their mate. I know, Lord, I thank you because you wish above all things for me to prosper and be in health. So I am already prosperous. I will not lack any good thing. Thank you, Lord. Because you are a great provider. The whole prayer point changes. Hallelujah. The whole prayer point changes. John 15. One of the things Jesus himself taught was that before you even pray, first meditate on the word till it changes your own way of thinking. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, he said, you would ask anything. Look at this. John 15, 7. He said, if you abide what? In me. And my what? Words. Scriptures. The word of God. Abides in you. Not visit you. Abide in you. Lives in you. He said, you shall ask what you will. And it shall be what? Now, when you say you shall ask what you will, doesn't mean you're going to ask just anything you like in this life. No. You see, if you abide in him and his words abide in you, by that time, your will is in line with what? His will. So you're not shooting randomly and off-key. He said, but the word has to be in you. There are some of you, before you even pray about something, you should go and meditate on the word. Next Sunday, we're going to pray for... I want to do this Sunday, but I thought twice about it. If you are here and you are sick in your body, go and get all the scriptures on healing you can find. Read and think on them throughout this week. Let it be in you. Next Sunday after the service, after the preaching, you are going to lay hands on anybody that is sick, any kind of ailment. But I need you to have meditated on the word. This thing, let the word be in you. It's like a woman with the issue of blood. She has suffered many things of many physicians, I think for 12 years or something. And the Bible says she heard of Jesus. She heard the word. And she began to say, if I touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. If I touch him, she was, she kept saying, that's what one version said. She kept saying. I don't know how many days she said it or how many weeks she said it, but she kept saying. And her faith now developed. And the day she got there and laid hand on his garment, she was made whole. So the same thing, I want you to practice the same thing. 
if you abide in him and his words abide in you. So get scriptures on healing. See, you don't have to be sickle. There's no and and stop saying, I want God to heal me. No. What is happening is that you need to receive healing. As far as heaven is concerned, they've signed off on your healing long ago. God is not in the process of deciding whether to heal you or not. He's not in that process at all. You see, when you don't understand that, you are talking to God as if he's the one holding the healing. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? If you abide in him and his words abide in you, there's a guy in Matthew chapter 8 from verse 1 to 3. He was sick. He had leprosy also. And he met Jesus. And he said, Lord, if it be thy will. He said, behold, there came a leper and worshipped him. He said, Lord, if thou will. In other words, if it be thy will or if you are willing. That's how some versions put it. Thou can make me clean. If you are willing. This is how many Christians pray. That they, they think their healing is dependent on whether God is ready to make them healed. See what Jesus answered him. Next verse. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. And saying what? It's my will. It's my will. It says, be thou clean. Please, all the ministers are going to lay hands on the sick next Sunday. I don't know how uh, Pastor Mildred would do it and how they would do it. Don't pray next Sunday for God to heal anybody. What you will say is what? You tell that person, be healed. To say God should come and heal somebody is a waste of time. He has already... That's why he killed his son. By his stripes, you were healed. In the spirit, they've already healed yourself. They're not aware that you have not received So that's what just told the guy. Be clean. You, you need to receive it here. Acts of the apostle says how Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. It's his will. He said, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. It's his will for you to be in health. Sickness is not normal. Sickness is not God's will. Sickness is not God's plan. Don't ask God, Lord, if it be thy will. No, it cannot be his will. He has already made an order. And if you're getting what I'm saying, guys, if we're going to pray to get results, we must know his will. And his will is in his word. Hallelujah. His will is where? So you must read the Bible. I don't pray again that God go with me or be with me. You know, you've not read the Bible, that's why. You have read the Bible. You say, Lo, I'm with you. See, I said it. Why are you repeating what he has already said? As if you had the one that come up with the idea. He said, I will never leave you. If you are feeling God is not with you, you need to go back to 2 Corinthians 10. Your imagination is playing tricks on you. It's telling you, you see, God has gone far. God has left. It's not true. It's just how you feel. You need to bring your mind back to the truth. Are you here, somebody? Bring your mind what? Back to the truth. There are many Christians who say, oh, I have a contract this week. So I must not sin this week. Many of you have done it, don't lie. I have exam this week. I have interview this week. So I'm keeping myself holy this week. Every time you say that, you have just told God that all the other times he kept you safe was because you were doing the right thing. And you have told God also that the week you don't do the right thing, you should not bring any blessing to you because you're not qualified. You see, you need to understand your flesh and your mind always plays tricks on you. You need to understand this. That's why you must go. You must. You, you, you have to be in the word. You don't visit the word. 
You have to be in the word. Because it's a constant battle all the time. Your flesh and your mind are suggesting that God is far from you. God is not with you. God doesn't like you. God is, God, God is trying to decide where he stands in your life. But when you are in the word, you see so many reassurances. It's like the old women like to hear I love you all the time. You know women like to hear I love you. You've married for 300 years. Your wife still wants to hear I love you. And you're telling you, man, the man doesn't understand because I said, if I've, I told you I love you 10 years ago, if I've changed my mind, I'll tell you. I've not changed my mind. But you see, if you read the Bible every day, you will actually hear I love you every day. God really assure you. I'm with you. John 3.16 God's love God's gift our faith for God so loved he gave whosoever believes he's not in the he's not trying to decide he has already decided are you here somebody oh there are many things I don't pray about again I don't pray that Lord as we go for that service let your presence be there he said, wherever two or more are gathered, he's there. So what you should do in prayer is to acknowledge that he's there. Is somebody get what I'm saying? So when you come to prayer, say, Father, we thank you because your presence is here. He said, our faith grows by the acknowledging, our work grows by the acknowledging of the things that God has done or has given us. So when you are going out and you are, you are not sure whether God is, you are not feeling, you, you, you are praying in line with scripture. Say, Father, I thank you because you say you are always with me. You will never leave me nor forsake me. You are acknowledging in line with God's will. I dare you, for anybody going through a dare need that looks like this thing is not going to happen, I dare you to go into scripture this week, find where it's written concerning you and start to acknowledge it. Don't ask what he has said he has given you. That's doubt. Instead, start acknowledging. None shall be barren. Ah, I thank God I developed my faith early in my Christian work. God brought me into a faith cycle early. Most of you know the story. When I was trusted in my wife, one of the first things she told me was that doctors have told me I won't have children. At that point, that's where many men run away. You won't have children. Thank you very much. Ask her, I didn't miss a bit. I didn't even think, I didn't go and think about it. I didn't go and pray about it. There's nothing to pray about. What are you praying about? Is that somebody going to a restaurant and say, please cook? Picture it. Picture how the, the medical, the mental... Um, people that come and evacuate mad people, what they call what they, they will come and carry you straight to medical facility. You go to fast food joint, there's, 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 there's those hot uh, trays of food, jollof fries, try that. And you're like, you people should cook, it's good to cook. The security, come, just come. You can't be praying about what God has already said, it's His will. That's why He killed the son for. They are coming to convince him afresh as if it's a brand new idea you just came up with. And he will say, hmm. He's jotting things down. As you are right, as you are saying. The moment my wife told me, oh, they said I won't have children. Blah, blah, blah. I said, who says so? I didn't miss a bit. He said, doctor. I said, who is doctor? He's doctor in the grand scheme of things. I said, none. Sharp. It's not that day. You see the problem with Christians? We are in emergency mode. On that time you shout is when during emergency. In emergency you must shout. Am I correct? That's when Christians are permanently in emergency. So they always shout. I didn't read. It's not that day I read that scripture. It's not that day I studied that scripture. I've been eating that scripture. Because I eat all scriptures. Not because I even knew anything would happen. I was just eating scripture randomly. I've eaten that one before. So when I came into a see. When you eat the word, eh, it's not the situation surprising you. 
it's the situations that are surprised. That you have the scripture already. Somebody do you understand what I said? You don't understand what I said? When you eat the word, eh? It's not the problems that surprise you. It's the problems that are surprised. When they jam you. Because they jam the word. I never knew who have issue with childbirth, but had eaten none shall be barren in the land years ago, randomly in because I'm eating all scripture, it was part of the scripture I ate so when she came with that story, I said none shall be barren in the land, I said don't even it wasn't a discussion he ended that second it was one or two minutes of clearing her doubt that forget it we, we now went ahead to name our children, we are not married we name our three children in the order they will come Hadassah, David, Davida. <laughs> I've been saying it that I prosper in every currency. Before I ever knew Naira would be useless. useless. <laughs> a lot of things, the faith has helped me, Lord. I won't, lie, I won't lie for you. I won't lie for you. Faith has helped me. Most of the problem people are going through, I don't know. I don't know about it. And it's traceable to how I've been thinking and speaking. Even before, one of, when I went to the program in Canada, one of the guys that was a former church guy, he said it's surreal for him because it was an Ottawa event. He said, because years ago when he was in church, I was talking like this, that we will preach around the world. That time it didn't make any sense. I, don't have, I didn't have any visa of anywhere. Maybe except Ghana. So he was, he, he, he saw the declaration, he seen the manifestation. Years after. Are you here, somebody? Because I saw in the word, it says, you shall have what you say. Not you shall say what you have. Many people are saying what they have. I have pain. I have leg pain. I have palpitation. They didn't say, say what you have. They say, you shall have. I will own houses in any country I want. I will drive anything I want to drive. I will live in total and complete health. Okay, you're not talking. You're jingling and preaching. I'm declaring my own. I'm declaring my own. No inflation anywhere in the world will affect my financial standing. Anything I touch will prosper. Because I'm a child of God, I'm exempt from every evil. I'm included for every good. It will work in my own hand, no matter whose hands it fails. Nigeria's situation will never affect my prosperity, never affect my capacity. I prosper in every currency. No door remains shut in front of me. Because the Bible says God is the one that opens doors. I will never miss a season of promotion. Because a promotion doesn't come from the east nor the west. It comes from God. I live in health. All organs of my body are functioning well. Divine health is my portion. None shall be barren in the land. You can stand and, and, and make some declarations. And pray in the Holy Ghost if you can. We are not begging God. We know his will. He wishes for you to prosper and be in health. So don't, don't try to convince him. I'm taking giant strides. My steps are ordered of the Lord. I'm making very strategic moves. I'm making moves that are bringing breakthroughs. Make declarations. I'm praying the Holy Ghost over them. I serve a loving God. I serve a willing God. His wish for me is to prosper and be in health. Zemon Kadaya. My children surround my table. My children will speak with the enemies at the gates. I'm raising a godly seed. I'm raising godly children. They will not be contaminated by the madness of the world. Oh, my children will be a light. They will be salt to the earth. Mahanda Rata Zata Yagalaba. 
No evil shall come near my dwelling. No untimely death. Every activity of hell is put under arrest around me in the name of Jesus. Because the Bible says whatever shall bind on the earth shall be bound in heaven. I take authority right now over every demonic or satanic activity. I decree it comes to a halt in the name of Jesus. Everything is working together for my good. Everything is working together for my good. Because I'm called according to his purpose. Good news on every side. Good things on every side. I do not lack any good thing. I am debt free. Because you said the borrower is servant to the lender. And you said I shall lend and not borrow. I receive grace for abundant supply. I receive grace for abundant supply. Men are rising to help me on every side. Goodness and mercy follows me. In the midst of the darkness, my light will shine. I will arise and shine for my light has come. Yes, 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 yes. That project will work in my favor. That contract is my portion. The word says I will have what I say. I decree it is mine. I decree that I will make big moves. This business is expanding. Opportunities are coming my way. Doors are opening. Promotion is my portion. I will be singled out for good. God is fighting for me. I am holding my peace. God is speaking for me. I curse any trace of sickness in my body. The Bible says I shall speak to the mountain and it shall move. I command that tumor to go. I command that pain to go. That inflammation to go. No sickness. Is permitted to stay in my body. Roso tobahaya, roso tobahaya, lebrada kadasa talagada. I prosper in every currency. Hey, I prosper in every currency. Money cometh to me. 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 In the name of Jesus, Radabaka Satire. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I decree that everything you have declared this morning, we have a speedy manifestation in the name of Jesus. As your lips have said it, your eyes will see it. As your lips have declared it, your eyes will see it. Your hands will touch it. In the name of Jesus. It's your season. It's your time. Nothing will stand on your way. In the name of Jesus. Come on, give him a praise this morning. Woo! Glory to God. Amen. Before I go down, quickly. Um, if you have teenagers either, either live in your house or your kids or your neighbor's kids or your friend's kids or your cousins, um, we have the annual Camp David we do every year. Um, look, it's always transformational for teenagers. Always transformational. We have it annually every year. The children camp for a few days and they hear the word. And they also do other useful activities, you know, but they stay in the word. 
and um, it, it has been glory from glory every year. Um, it's holding from Wednesday the 2nd to Sunday the 6th of August. Please, if you have any teenagers, register them. All right, register them. Now, some of you don't have teenagers, but you can sponsor someone, sponsor a teenager. Or if you don't have any teenager, you want to sponsor, but you want to give towards it. Please, um, meet with the generals or their team. 